0: Hey guys, this is your host Gooby and welcome to the Toon Balloon Podcast, our outlet to discuss, theorize, and enjoy our favorite webtoons with the occasional anime and manga sprinkled in between. So last week I neglected to upload an episode because I was preoccupied with some stuff that was going on in my daily life and I was spending time with my family and it was really fun. So now that I'm back and refreshed and (laughs) super excited to finally um, post this episode. Um, Today is the day. I feel like this episode has been sitting in the backseat for a while now, but that is only because I had so many Canvas Webtoons I wanted to recommend to all of you. How exciting is it that Webtoon offers such a versatile platform for independent creators to thrive? I know I love reading new stories and being exposed to so much talent. It's a dream come true. I will have links in the description for all of the webtoons that will be mentioned today. If you like what you hear, please consider checking out more from these fantastic creators also this isn't even all of the webtoons that I want to talk about with everybody. Um, More so there will be more parts that will come as I am introduced to more and more series day by day because I mean (laughs) we always have new series to talk about. It's so cool that it's like an endless amount of creativity out there. All of the series that will be mentioned in this episode will not be in a particular order but I will supply timestamps in the description in case you want to listen to a specific canvas webtoon. I will also supply all of the webtoon creators info in the description below so you can find all of their social medias, patreons, and many more. Definitely check out their stuff because you will not be disappointed There is such good stuff out there by these creators, and I deeply recommend that you go and check them out. Now, let's get into these Webtoon Canvas series that you should read next, part one. So the very first series in our webtoon canvas lineup is called The Color of Fire by It's Ivy. This is a romance webtoon and here is your summary. Glamorous New Everens is the place to be for any person who wants a distraction. Jaded, lonely Diana Lee is one of the locals looking for a good distraction and she finds one when she loses a personal possession to an intriguing stranger. The two form, an unlikely bond, but the more they see each other, the further the relationship drags them and their friends into risky territory. One of my favorite things about this particular webtoon is not only the art, because the art for all of these webtoons that I'm going to talk about today are all phenomenal. They are breathtaking, they are alluring, they make you want to continue reading to just gaze at the art that the artist delivers. But this webtoon is incredibly pleasant when it comes to pacing. I love the momentum we are getting when it comes to character dynamics and just getting introduced to characters like Diana Lee. I love Diana Lee. She is amazing. And I love her character design. She just looks so confident and beautiful. I also think that just the color palette of this webtoon is just so mesmerizing because it kind of gives off a historical feel when you read it and the coloring. It makes me feel like I'm looking at an old western movie, but at the same time I know that's not necessarily the case. It's still so stinking beautiful. Like I love gazing at the way she portrays environments and colors panels. It's beautiful. Just absolutely beautifully rustic and gorgeous. And that's like one of the key components I know I love about this webtoon, but then plot and story-wise, characters, it's very character-based and I think that's like a fundamental part for a lot of stories that I fall in love with is when characters interact with each other so well. And I think with this one, um, the further chapters along you go through, You get a good insight of personalities and character interactions, which I absolutely adore about this webtoon. I think the very first chapter gives you a really good idea of what this story is going to be about, and it's just so fun to read. I think when I first read this webtoon and got introduced to it, um, I just loved (laughs) our introduction to Diana and kind of like what's going on in her life at the moment. I think when you, if you ever get a chance to read this webtoon, I think you'll get a lot of opportunities to really fall in love to the characters and just enjoy yourself. I think that's like the best part of reading these webtoons and especially The Color of Fire. The Color of Fire is just an enjoyable read and I strongly recommend that you go and check this one out. And if you do, Go and follow the creator on Instagram and all of her other social media profiles. She is so sweet, and I love talking to her on Instagram. She is great. And the first chapter kind of introduces you to Diana going through essentially a breakup of a sort, a rocky relationship. And I think that's really relatable for people who read the webtoon because, I mean, I think Uh, everyone's kind of been there. We have dealt with some messy relationships where it doesn't end the way you had expected it to. And I think they can relate to Diana in that sort. I believe it updates the first and third Monday of every month. So we have a consistent schedule and that's really nice when it comes to Canvas Webtoons because I know... um, schedule is really nice, and it's cool that they have a consistency in there that you can anticipate for new chapters, and it's really fun. So I definitely recommend you go and check this webtoon out. And we will move on to the next Canvas webtoon. So this next Canvas webtoon is a fantasy genre. It is called Memoria, and it is by Kala Lily Comics. And here is your summary. To Lupe, The land of the dead has always been her home. She became a part of the underworld's dysfunctional royal family after her brother, the first grim reaper, angered the short-tempered queen during the most important holiday of the year, Dia de los Muertos, a sacred time when the dead return to the living world. Now, 15 years later, another familial conflict is on the horizon as Lupe's power-hungry older sister has vowed to take the throne for herself. Without magic, can Lupe still save the underworld and her family? You know, after I started recording the summary, it was just pouring rain outside (laughs) and I decided, you know, I'm just gonna keep that summary because I feel like the rain gave it some atmosphere. (laughs) Anyways, I really enjoy reading this webcomic. Um, I love the amount of representation that is within it. I mean, it's about the Day of the Dead. It's a Latino, Latina, you know, it's got all of this representation because there's LGBTQ involved along with um, Latina characters. And I love that. It's and I mean, if you've watched the movie Coco, <laughs> it has like the same... Um, feel to it it's got the very beautiful flowers and of course all the characters are decked out in skull um, formalities because you know they're they're dead (laughs) but the story itself is so interesting the prologue hooks you in very quickly and I love the character Lupe she is fun and by the looks of it she deals with a lot of um uh, boredom is a good way to put it. Uh, I recommend that you go and read this webtoon because I love the amount of representation. It is so pretty because, um, like I said, if you've watched the movie Coco or if you've watched the movie The Book of Life, it's very reminiscent to the glowy um, flowers and the mystic feel of all the characters and their skeletons. I love it about this webcomic. So if you haven't yet, go read Memoria. And I ended up finding Memoria through um, my little pride event that I was holding on my Instagram. So I was shouting out a lot of LGBTQ plus um, artists and creators. And I just happened to bump into this one. And I thought, well, you know what, this is amazing. It's right in my alley. I love the the plot, the, the theme. It's amazing. And It's just, it's got a lot of world building because it's based off a lot of like my culture, and I think that's really cool. And I love reading stories that have a lot of representation of my own culture because I feel like I'm at home. It makes me feel cozy, and I like reading it because it makes me comfort. It gives me comfort when I read it. (laughs) Um, I think I even told the author that when um, I read one of their uh, chapters, uh, I wanted to tell them that. I I felt like I was at home. It makes me feel very comforted. So the very next webtoon that I wanted to tell you guys about was called First Ones Out, and it is by May PH. I think I pronounced that right. (laughs) So here is your summary. It's hard to believe, but high school is ending. This is a tragedy for some and a huge relief for others, namely Tulip and Sydney, who can't wait to pass their final exams and graduate. However, their best friend Camila is determined to make the most of their last months together. This story follows a group of teens navigating the emotional whirlwind that is the end of what's supposed to be the best years of their lives. Supposed. The author points out as well that it has adult themes and strong language. It is a drama genre and, okay, (laughs) the first time I saw this webtoon I was just fascinated by the art style because it not only gives me um, vibes from like Lilo and Stitch because the way the characters are drawn, it's so reminiscent of the way um, characters like uh, Lilo was drawn. I don't know. The main girl Tulip. She is so reminiscent of Lilo's sister. I can't remember her name. (laughs) Nani? I think. I don't remember. I gotta check it later. And it's just a fun read. Yes, there is strong language. So if you're not a big like uh, you know, if you are a big fan of strong language, you know, maybe go and read this with a warning. (laughs) But I really enjoy reading this webcomic just because the characters are just so funny <laughs> and I love the trio Camila, Tulip, and Sydney, they are just, they have like the best interactions on here because they just feel like, you know, like they're friends. They they have very realistic interactions I think you would have around friends and there's a lot of representation in this webcomic as well. Um, we have characters from all ethnicities and backgrounds and sexualities and i think that's really awesome out of it and not just the fact that the characters aren't exactly drawn in an exaggerated way they're still drawn in the humane way that is beautiful and i love the illustrations i think that's like the best part of this webtoon along with its very fun character interactions i think stories, you know, they can have a plot, but they can also have characters that really drive the story as you go along with it. Also, I think this webtoon has just really good comedic timing. <laughs> it, it does make me laugh a lot along with <laughs> just enjoying the story as it goes. It's it's very um it kind of reminds me of like um abc family uh, dramas just how you know you start off with those high school groups and they're hanging out and you just kind of get to know the characters before you get to the real stuff and this is reminiscent to that i think i like that you get introduced to the characters and their personalities and they have very vibrant personalities that is just makes the story more enjoyable for me so if you haven't yet go check out first ones out Next, I have another romance webtoon, and that is Cupid's Water Bottle. Now this is a personal favorite of mine, and it is by, I hope I'm not going to butcher this name, (laughs) uh, Giam Toki, I think that's how you pronounce it. I am going to give the summary. Here it goes. Unfortunately for Cupid's descendants, you can't go around today's modern world wielding a bow and you most definitely should not shoot people to get them to fall in or out of love. So they've adapted. Florence's weapon of choice is her trusty water bottle and the teeny tiny darts that she shoots out of the bottom. Too bad she can't use her powers to help her own love life. And. This is updated every Monday and Thursday. I think one of my favorite things about this webtoon is Florence herself. (laughs) Florence is like the main uh, character of this story and I love her. She is funny and just such a adorable endearing character since she is a descendant from Cupid himself. And it is really cool to see a modern take on Cupid because I had no idea how her water bottle, you know, exactly shot darts at people <laughs> because it was such an interesting concept. But after getting a good look at everything and the author themselves ended up uh, supplying a little bit of a idea of how the water bottle works, I think that was just such a really cool way to understand the story <laughs> and just fun little factoids, I think. But anyways, the romance and just the characters themselves, like they sell this story for you because you have such sweet pairings in here and I love that you can enjoy all of the characters. And I feel like it's one of those stories where it doesn't matter who she ends up with I think because in the end of the day, I think they would be just as healthy for her as you know if even if she picked if not picked even if she ended up with one or the other and i i love the take on cupid it's really fun and <laughs> the characters are funny and the art style is just so beautiful there's a simplicity to it that is just so charming so if you have not yet go read cupid's water bottle Here I have a personal favorite of mine, again, most of these are personal favorites of mine, which is why I am recommending them to you. (laughs) Uh, This is a drama webtoon. It is called As I Am by Dracula. So here is your summary. V has always struggled to fit in and has felt unworthy of making friends. When she finally makes her first friend, Wilbur, she slowly starts to realize maybe kindness and empathy was all she needed. Can those she meets along the way help her realize maybe she doesn't have to be alone? This webtoon is beautiful because it deals with really sensitive topics like depression and mental health. Okay. I'm going to say it handles these sensitive topics with grace because there can be such a certain and delicate way to talk about depression and suicidal thoughts and I think the author just nails it in the head because they don't romanticize these topics because It's just so gentle when it talks about it and touches on it. I love the concept of someone kind of realizing, hey, someone might be hurting, and I kind of want to uh, help them out in a way that's not gonna, um, I don't know, invade their space. And I think that's really a cute and sweet way to read this webtoon, because I love that V and Wilbur can really connect on a very organic way and I think the author is excellent at talking about these very sensitive topics. And I think for anyone who is dealing with pain and uh, social anxiety, depression, and loneliness can get a really nice feel from this webcomic. Because, it's it, like I said, it handles these sensitive topics with grace. And the characters are just so enjoyable, and they kind of make your heart feel warm. (laughs) Wilbur is such a sweet character. He is very sensitive to our main girl, V. And V, you know, we can tell she is hurting. But at the same time, she is so enjoyable to read about, too. And they're learning. I think that's the fun part about this webtoon. Everyone is learning and growing together. So if you have not yet, go read as I am. Next on our list of Webtoon Canvas series is another romance genre and it is called Do You Believe in Magic by Javi Koso. And here is your summary pepper is a witch who has to move to the human realm when her mom's human boyfriend finally proposes having to conceal her magic and get used to a new life is hard already but when the arrogant grandson of a rich artist begins working at the same cafe as her it's made even worse pepper wants to find love but things are definitely not going her way or are they so javi koso they have a, a Twitter account and an Instagram account that I have been following for quite a while, and I never realized that they wrote a webtoon. <laughs> and so, the first webtoon I read before "Do Do You Believe in Magic" is actually "Young Blood." That was the first rendition of their webtoon before they decided that they wanted to completely redefine what kind of webtoon they wanted to create. So, if you haven't read "Young Blood," Um, essentially it was like a slice of life that involved the same characters that are in this webtoon. And I gotta say, when I read Youngblood, it, I had been hooked by the concept and just all of the characters because um, Javi Koso writes very compelling characters and I love Pepper. <laughs> uh, I love uh, the author's character design and just overall art. That's why I followed them on Twitter because I was just drawn to the way they illustrated and then their characters were just so cute and so whenever I noticed that young blood was on hiatus I had to wait till I could read the new story and this story is phenomenal just because it's just so fascinating and beautiful and colorful it's fun it's such a fun story (laughs) because there's humor it's got very good comedic timing you got Pepper, who is just as adorable as ever and such a sweet, sweet character. I love Pepper so much. And you get introduced to a lot more characters than before. I think Youngblood uh, had a couple main characters, but this one for sure has even more and so much more world building. Plus the backgrounds are insane in this one since it's got so much <laughs> going on in the background because of all the magic. and. I think the art style and the vibe of this entire webtoon reminds me so much of like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the, the 90s cartoon. It gives me a lot of those because of the, not only because of the magic aspect of it all, but because it, it just reminds me so much of it. There's that comedy to using magic and it's just fun. Plus it is just an enjoyable read. It, this so far, it has just started. I think it just started like last month, and I'm already hooked. <laughs> uh, I am so hyped for all of the updates, and if you start reading it, I'm sure you will as well. Next, I have a slice of life genre, of webtoon. <laughs> so this is called The Pumpkin Sells Real Estate, and it is by Godsent Comics. So here is your summary. Lantrell T.A. Rosengarden is a stylish, successful, metropolitan real estate agent who just so happens to have a pumpkin for a head. But where did his dream go? Perhaps the tired barista at the new coffee shop can help him to rediscover it. So it is even mentioned in the info box that (laughs) it is a story that is appropriate for all ages. And I can vouch for that because one thing is for sure. I love Luntrell, <laughs> the, the pumpkin that sells real estate. He is the best character in this whole series. I love his sass and he is just so intelligent. <laughs> Who knew a pumpkin could be this smart? And, and you know, my son loves looking at this web comic. He loves looking at uh, the pump, Luntrell, the pumpkin, and <laughs> he gets a kick out of it because he is obsessed with Halloween like his mama and to be fair it is just so cute to look at the art is so beautiful i love the watercolor look to it all i think it really adds a charm to the storytelling and Lantrell just sells the story for you he is the the star of the show (laughs) i mean you wouldn't call it the pumpkin that sells real estate without the star the pumpkin (laughs) and i think it's so cool to see his interactions all the characters and how they just kind of comment that you know He's too good at his job and kind of stealing some people's clients and stuff. And he's just here like, well, I'm just here making money like no big deal. (laughs) And I think the very first chapter made me laugh just because he when he went to go get some coffee, he was already getting offended by all of these pumpkin advertisements. (laughs) I just could not. And I think this webtoon just really can get a kick out of you. It can make you laugh and just enjoy yourself because it is just a fun read. And like it says in the info box, it is appropriate for all ages. So if you have kids and you wanna show them a fun webtoon, then I would suggest showing them The Pumpkin That Sells Real Estate. My son loves it, so he's got his stamp of approval on it. (laughs) And, And it has mine for sure. So if you have not yet, go check out The Pumpkin Sells Real Estate. Okay, so I am going to have a short musical interlude and then we will be back with more webtoon canvas series that you need to check out next. So the next webtoon that I have on the agenda is a drama genre and it is called Fall Regime by Xsama and Ayako YC. And here is your summary. In a world where luxurious clans exist, one clan stands above the rest. This clan is a combination of man and beasts alike centered by one of the powerful beasts such as taiichi the esteemed tiger prince due to their immense strength hostility arises around the clan now the members must work together to face all their enemies head on this is fall regime so this webtoon has a lot of fantasy drama and action involved in it and it is updated weekly. <laughs> so that is always awesome to hear about a canvas series. This is a canvas series that is made by two people and it's like a collab kind of thing. The artist is super cool. Uh, Exama always gets a hold of me on Instagram and is super fun and very helpful <laughs> when it comes to tips uh, for the podcast and just things in general about the way they write their stories. I think it's really cool that an author is so passionate about their craft. And I love that these two have another story in mind for next year, which is really, really cool because follow Regime does not disappoint. <laughs> I love the introduction. The introduction is just an excellent way to dive into the world because there is a lot of world building going on in this story. We got clans and we got a whole lot of different types of characters when it comes to this story. There is just so much going on, and I love that we can have so much um, world building in here. I love fantasy. It's one of my favorite genres. And I think they do an excellent job at showing off their characters and building up the lore for everything. The first chapter just does an excellent job at kind of placing the stones (laughs) for the rest of the story to build on. And I think it was fascinating to start off with the chapter just kind of getting to know Dragonite Ferentella and his wife Tanya. I love these two. They were just so fun. And they, I love the little um, bubbles or squares. <laughs> it's kind of like a mini character sheet for each character. And I think that's a fun way to like, get to know um, all of the characters and get an idea of how the world is. So you got Dragonite Ferentella, Uh, he's the king of all dragons, and then you have Tanya, who the species is Bird, and she's the clan mom, and I think those are such cool traits that a lot of these characters can have. And it's just so endless, like the possibilities are endless. You have so many opportunities to build on this fantasy world, and I think that's so fun. And can I just say their relationship is goals. They are adorable, adorable. (laughs) And I love that we can get an idea of like family trees, like the wolf clan and you got the dragon clan and you got a lot going on here and it's great. So I think if you have not yet, go check out Fall Regime. You will not be disappointed. And plus the art is incredible. I have no idea how they even do it (laughs) because I just look at the way it is drawn. Right now I'm looking at it and I am just so fascinated and enamored by the author, like the illustrator's work. It is so gorgeous and I love the lighting. I love the color palettes and the way they just draw backgrounds too it's it's just it's mesmerizing i really do think that this webtoon will make it big um i am expecting it like a lot of these webtoons i keep thinking it's gonna happen they're gonna become originals and they're gonna thrive and i am here for it <laughs> so go read fall regime go give the creators your love <laughs> and you're just Tell them how much you love their work because it is great and it gets better with every chapter. I love all the characters already. Um, I just don't want to spoil everything for everybody because it's just so good. I mean, (laughs) pacing and characters, it's just, it's got all of it and it makes it great. So go read it. So the next Webtoon Canvas series that I have is a heartwarming genre. And you know, when I hear heartwarming, I expect like butterflies and my heart feeling like 10 degrees higher than it was before. I don't know. I just want to feel like I am getting hugged by an invisible um, warm blanket. <laughs> so this is this is called Apology Letter and it is by, I hope I'm saying it right, Aista. Um, hopefully I said that right. I don't know. I'm sorry if I butchered your name. Um, Here is your summary. Every single thing was a lie. Was it because I was naive? No, I was lied to because I chose to believe that lie. I do not know my answer to your apology letter. At least not yet. This webtoon fascinates me because something about it. I was hooked from the very beginning because I thought that this was going to be a webtoon just kind of being a strong message about uh, suicide and depression and stuff and in the beginning you do get that you do get a lot of interpretations of suicide and it's rough to read at first i'm like you know what yeah and it starts off heavy it's got a heavy start to it i do believe that is a good trigger warning for anybody who has a difficulty with handling topics like that because it does dive into those areas very heavily. Now, the thing about it is that right after that, I am so darn confused (laughs) because we have um, the main character and then we have Soon. And Soon confuses me because after every episode ends, we get a letter from Soon. At least it is addressed by Soon. And essentially it's always someone as very self-deprecating and saying that soon lies or something. And it's so fascinating because I, I really don't have a clue where it's going. But I also don't think it's gonna be anything bad. I don't know, like it's it's a story that kind of builds off of that kind of mystery and also kind of helping the main character grow too. It's very unique and I am hooked to the story already. I really do enjoy reading Apology Letter and I love just everything about it because the art is very unique. It's got an interesting color palette and I think it's really pretty. I think it is just an enjoyable read. I believe if you have not yet, go check out Apology Letter because it is such a interesting and very intriguing story, and I think it will continue to build off of that mystery, and we will get some closure, but I don't want to like um, spoil anything because I think if I say anything that's a little too far ahead, you'll get spoiled. That's why I just say go read <laughs> Apology Letter because it is constantly fascinating me. That's like the best way I can put it. So go read Apology Letter. So the next webtoon is a romance genre and it is called Matters of the Heart by Resun. Here is your summary. Four students, two teachers, love triangles, sudden crushes, and the art of growing up. They're learning to navigate their relationships in a high school experience as typical as any other. And yet, maybe nothing is typical when it comes to matters of the heart. So this webtoon updates like every other Tuesday and I am always jumping up with joy whenever it updates because this is one one of my new ultimate favorites when it comes to Canvas series. I think this is gonna be one of those Canvas series that's just gonna blow up and become an original so fast and I am waiting for it (laughs) because I know it's coming. Well-drawn, well-paced, character-driven webtoon. There is just something about the way the author uh, is... I don't know how to explain it (laughs) without sounding generic, but I think it is so good at illustrating character dynamics and kind of getting you in touch with all of the fun protagonists in the story. They um, they feel like they're friends to you because they just feel so welcoming. <laughs> Plus, the webtoon is really funny. It is so funny. <laughs> you got the teachers involved in the situation. Like, we not only have high school romance, but we also have teachers dealing with romance problems like everyone is dealing with romance issues and there are love triangles sprinkled in every corner in this webtoon and most of the time I have a difficult time dealing with love triangles but in this webtoon not so much because I think that's like what drives it and makes it funny (laughs) like we have so many characters in here and I feel like Everyone is just in like a love, not love triangle anymore, like a love pentagon. <laughs> and it's in an interesting way. And I think if you really enjoy romance genres, you will really enjoy Matters of the Heart because it, it's just captivating. I, I, <laughs> I love this webtoon. Not to mention, I think one of my for my my personal favorite characters is Cameron because I really am a sucker for like softy characters, and he is such a softy, and he makes me laugh the most. I think when it comes to <laughs> um, awkwardness and shyness, and it's just I don't know, he's one of my favorites. So if you read it, and he he could get you to laugh too. <laughs> But all of these, uh, I think it's the main trio. So we got Derek, Cameron, and Irene. They just feel like the closest of friends and they make me laugh all the time because they, (laughs) they get along so well. There is such good chemistry between all of them and they make the story so invigorating. It is such a good read, so I highly recommend you go read Matters of the Heart okay so i have a comedy next uh it is called internet explorer by mary weathery and here is your summary internet explorer is a web browser who isn't as popular as she used to be and it is simple as that (laughs) because this webtoon is hilarious and i love the concept i mean we got Internet Explorer. We get all of these humanized versions of browsers. You get to be introduced to browsers like Firefox, Internet Explorer, and even like search engines like uh, Bing and Google. <laughs> and what's funny to me is that when I read these, it it's just good comedy. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it other than the fact that like. You know, Internet Explorer used to be popular and nowadays no one uses it anymore as much as it used to. So uh, you end up rooting for Internet Explorer, even in reality, you might not use it anymore. So then you start feeling guilty (laughs) for not using Internet Explorer anymore because she is like the best character in this entire series. (laughs) I also have to say uh, people get a lot of waifus from this So, I mean, if you're into that, you will really enjoy the story for that reason as well. But I enjoy it because of the concept and just how funny this can be. And I love Internet Explorer now. You know what? I love the character. She is so cool. (laughs) And I think I ended up reading this because uh, someone on my... When I was on Instagram, um, someone ended up recommending it for like a list of webtoons that they like to read. And I was like, wait, this is a thing. And then when I went to go check it out, I was like, no way. This is amazing. <laughs> so I think it even it doesn't even just start out like it's all comedy. This is an entirely com- comedic webtoon, but it definitely starts to dive into different territories. It dips, a to- it dips its toes into other areas and it's so cool. I think it's a fascinating, intriguing theme with really fun versions and interpretations of web browsers and stuff. And as the woman who is studying to hopefully be an IT professional, um, a lot of the, um, what is it called? A lot of the technological themes that get brought up and, and Easter eggs, I'm going to call them Easter eggs to me, um, they just make me happy because right now that's what I'm learning. <laughs> like certain um, web browsers that get popped up, I was like, hey, I just learned about that. Or like, hey, I learned something new or certain historical things get brought up. And I'm like, wait a minute, I know about that because I literally had to study it. So... It's just a fun read for me as well for now. It's enjoyable. It makes learning enjoyable for me, and then it's just enjoyable in general. It's funny, and each chapter is like at least four panels sometimes, and then we get the occasional longer panels, and those are just as fun to read. So if you have not yet, go read Internet Explorer if you would like a laugh. So I have a supernatural genre up next, And it is called A Boy and His Ghost by Ruben Ping K. And here is your summary. James's best friend is a dead girl named Zoe. When death comes to collect her soul, how far will James go to keep their friendship alive? An epic 80s tale that covers five years in the life of a boy and his ghost. Right now, the story had just finished its first season and is currently on hiatus, but this webtoon was like one of the very first webtoons I ever read because when I first got into it, I wasn't really sure what to read and I was just so fascinated by that thumbnail with Zoe and James because it was just so pretty. And then when I started reading it, I was just thinking, man, this is a good story. I just love Zoe and James's relationship. They are the cutest pairing in the world. Um, they are friends when he was a kid, and it's just the cutest thing. They have such fun interactions. This webtoon could be comedic. It can be heartbreaking. It can be soul-crushing. It can be heartwarming. It can pull out so many emotions out of you. And it's not singular to what it does. It's just so dynamic and full of vitality. It is a webtoon that is capable of so many things. And I love the way the author illustrates the story. The art is incredible. I mean, this is so reminiscent to classic comic books. And I like that even though we have a vertical way of reading, Webtoons, it still is inspired by regular comic books. And I love that. It's just so pretty. Also, I gotta say that even though I love Zoe and James, one of my favorite characters is the Grim Reaper himself. (laughs) Because he just makes me laugh. He is the chillest guy in the world and makes the story so great as it goes along. He is the sweetest thing because he is so kind to Zoe and just so kind in general to our sweet pairing our sweet main couple because I don't know what it is but even he ships it (laughs) at the same time I love all of the nostalgia that gets thrown around because we get little tidbits from like um, Mario Bros and it's just I love it I love it this is like one of the first webtoons so for me this is nostalgic just to talk about <laughs> at the same time i'm so excited for season two i cannot wait to read the upcoming uh chapters that will be here soon because this is a really good read and if you have not checked it out yet i strongly recommend you go read a boy and his ghost because you will not be disappointed and you will fall in love with zoe and james the grim reaper and just the art in general it is So, so beautiful. So I have a couple webtoons coming up right now that I talk about a lot on the podcast that it will be a while before I mention them again on the podcast, just because I always cover a lot of random webtoons (laughs) here and there. So one of them is Pot of Gold by Natasha Berlin. And here is your summary. When Mia Moore Finds her long lost twin sister, she and her best friend Otto leave everything behind to go to her. But then something dreadful happens, and Mia finds herself alone. As trauma makes it difficult for her to reconnect with Tia, Mia will have to realize that getting her sister back will take more than just being in the same place. A story about love, loss, and healing broken relationships. So this Is a drama genre, (laughs) and for sure, after the cliffhanger that was left on the season itself, I was shocked. I was like, Oh no, what just happened? (laughs) I'm not gonna mention it here, I might mention it later on in another podcast episode. But I will tell you, this story has me on my knees now. Like, (laughs) I just need to know what's gonna happen next, and for one. Natasha Berlin is a brilliant artist because her art is so mesmerizing and beautiful, and I love how I have seen the way her art has improved and grown throughout the time I have been reading. It is so beautiful. And I absolutely love Mia, Adol, um, his sister Keren, and just everyone in this webtoon is just so fun to read about and to learn about and to get to know. Everyone feels like they are people that I knew before. Like, I don't know, they make me feel cozy and comfortable when I read and they feel like home. So one of the best things about this webtoon as well is that it has a lot of diversity. We have lots of characters from different backgrounds with different traits and personalities and it makes it so much more fun to read. And I just have to say, if you have not yet, go check out Pot of Gold because you will fall in love with these characters and you will stay for what is coming next because we have a very driven plot ahead of us. (laughs) And so the other Whiptoon I had in mind that I also talk about on the podcast, I think i will have two, and this is one of them, The Escapades of Meat and Tree by Caitlin Murley. And here is your summary. We all have a purpose, and in chasing it we all make mistakes. Though the mistakes of this adventure-seeking baker may have created a murderous mob who is on a hunt to kill her and whoever tries to stop them. All me wanted was a donut filling. Blowing up that house was a total accident. Navigating a magical realm is tricky and falling in love outside of your homeworld is a different story altogether, and one that Mindy Oakley was not prepared for. This is a fantasy genre, all I can say is that I love me and Tree. They are the best parts of the story, they make it funny, there is so much sass, there is so much creativity and so much lore. I can just vouch for how much lore is in this webtoon, and that's what makes it fun for me. Not only is me and Tree just a fun duo themselves, and that they just sell the story and make it so much more enjoyable as you read along, and watch them go through all of their wacky shenanigans together. It is just such a colorful story and it has so much going on and i love that the author always has a little tidbit of information about a particular thing that was mentioned in the story so like right after you finish a chapter i love these little factoids about just pieces of lore within the story it makes it more enjoyable it makes it have more depth and it's just fun to think about it kind of reminds me of like old fantasy novels and I think if people really enjoy like Harry Potter and Shonen animes and just fantasy in general you can get a real kick out of the story just because of how it is just so world-built and you have compelling characters that are not only funny but very brave because me Mindy is insanely brave and she reminds me so much because okay I always think her me and Tree remind me so much of like Finn and Jake from Adventure Time because they're always going on wacky adventures and they're doing crazy things. And me, she's always doing crazy things and she has so much spunk. And she is just such a fun female protagonist. And I think it really sets the story and makes it like 10 times more fun. Than what it could have been if she wasn't nearly as spunky. I don't know how else to explain it, other than the fact that I am trying to convince you to go read the escapades of me and Tree. And this is probably the last one I'm going to mention that I talk about on the podcast, and then um, I'll get to another one that I haven't talked about on the podcast before. And it is made by my girl Sushi Cat Go. <laughs> uh, she is great and currently on hiatus. So if you don't um, currently read her material, I definitely go recommend it. And this story is called The Fate of a Rose. So here is your summary. A young college girl tries to find a new identity through the stars competition while simultaneously trying to hide her old one from the public eye will the thorns of her past catch up to her and reveal to her loved ones who she was or will she become everything she swore to never be again just to hide it from them i think i said this in the very first podcast this was one of the very first webtoons i have ever encountered other than the ones that i was introduced to in the beginning this is the first one i think i sought out and read i am in love with this one it is one of my favorites. I talk about it in the podcast all the time and I will continue to talk about it on the podcast until Sushi Can't Go gets it and it becomes an original because I am waiting for the day when this webtoon finally becomes an original because I had the strongest faith in it. I know it's going to get there. It's going to become big and it's amazing because <laughs> for one, the art is freaking beautiful. I cannot describe how insane sushi's um, art style has progressed and changed throughout the time i have been reading the webtoon because for one it is insane how beautiful it looks and then the story the drama the characters for one pierce is hilarious and akita I just need to know what's going on with you, girl, because I know I'm going to talk about this in another podcast episode. And if you don't catch up to um, the fate of a rose, I strongly recommend that you do because I must talk about the twists that have been emerging recently. (laughs) And it is just so dang good. And if you are just a fan of drama and romance and just characters, because this is so character-driven and not only that but it handles trauma so elegantly because the author's interpretation of roses in this story is brilliant and I think sushi handles these topics so gracefully and so elegantly and so beautifully because I think it's just a mesmerizing way to talk about Trauma, PTSD, depression, and many, many more. And it's just so sensitive. So if you have not yet, go check out The Fate of a Rose. Next up, I have a fantasy genre, and it is called Whispers of the Past by Krona J. And here is your summary. When a foreigner with amnesia washes up on the shore, a young woman decides to help him solve the mystery of his dreams, only to realize that his nightmares are coming to confront him. This webtoon updates every other Thursday. It has fantasy, romance, and drama elements. And can I just say... This story's art is insane. I cannot believe that this is the artist's, like, quick way of illustration. Because <laughs> in and, and no way am I capable of ever drawing this quickly. This is insane. It's almost like watching uh, those very historical paintings be constantly shown in each of these panels. Like, each panel in this webtoon is like a constant oil painting. And it is amazing. So I mean, I think I ended up checking this webtoon out because Girl Wonder podcast ended up talking about it. And she was hooked and just so amazed by the art because the art is that good. (laughs) And I know Girl Wonder ended up going and signing up for the Patreon. And I mean, go check out the Patreon because there are so much more juicy content that you can go and check out and see the beautiful, beautiful art that is made by the Krona J. (laughs) And not only that, the art is fascinating, but it also hooks you with the the plot itself because you get a character with amnesia just washing up on shore. And I don't know what it is, but I just love reading stories about characters that deal with amnesia because it's just a fascinating way to not only get to know a character, But also just a really cute, not cute, but a really interesting meet cute. (laughs) You can get to know a character, you can get to know everybody, and they just kind of grow together along the way. Because not only is the character getting to know themselves, but they're also getting to know the people around them. And relationships feel more organic whenever they're just slowly trying to get to know each other and help each other out. I think that's what's really fun about it. And I love this story. It's got fantasy elements and I love fantasy. And if you love fantasy, go check out Whispers of the Past. Okay, so I have a horror genre for you and it is called Aster Rogue. I think that's how you say it. (laughs) And it is created by Lucy F. And here is your summary. Billy alone and taciturn boy lives in a small, rural village in France. As he struggles with the problems of his daily life, he does not see evil spread around him. He will soon have to face the beginnings of a dreadful epidemic. I think I ended up um, bumping into <laughs> this webtoon when I was searching up some other ones for my uh, canvas a uh, s- shameless self-promo self event, and I was like, hey, that looked pretty good when I saw the thumbnail because I just see the way the author draws hair, and I was just fascinated. Because <laughs> sometimes, I, I have to admit it, the the art always hooks me first. I always see the art. I'm like, whoa, that looks pretty good. And I mean, you see beautiful art, and you just want to go and gaze at it, right? And so reading The very first chapter, I was shocked to see how intense it was because not only do I get to see the brilliant and beautiful art, but I see such intense situations. Like I gotta say, there is bullying and there's some high intensity health situations going on. Like someone is getting sick due to a heart condition. And it's insane. Like you, you can feel the tension. You can feel the dramatic um, tension that's going on in the story because the very first chapter is insanely um, filled with tone, and it's it's kind of scary. You you start reading and you're like, man, this is kind of scary, <laughs> and it it moves you. And I think after that, I just had to keep reading because I wanted to know what was going to happen next. And I think that's how a story kind of hooks you. And I mean, if you're not someone that really likes to read thrillers and um, horror, I I wouldn't recommend this webtoon to you unless that's like something up in your alley. But I do have a tendency to enjoy like um, thrillers. So for me, this was actually something that I was I significantly enjoyed. And so if you have not yet, I would go and recommend to you to go read Aster Rogue. Okay, so I have one more uh, Webtoon Canvas series that you should go check out next. And that's only because I have more. And I'm just going to say this here to what the podcast episode is already getting pretty long. <laughs> and I'm going to have to cut it off here. So that way... Um, I could start getting ready for the next time I upload another one of these. So, anyways, this is a romance genre. It is called Eden's Garden and it is by, please don't let me butcher this, Cacao. I don't know, it's spelled with a two, like double C's. <laughs> but, anyways, I am sure I will link it in the description later. So, here is your summary Eden Finch, a nobody witch, is soulmates with Yuri Hubakka. Her polar opposite. Yuri seems to know everything. And Eden is reluctantly in the dark. Okay, so like I said before, the art from all of these stories that I have mentioned in this podcast have been beautiful and absolutely breathtaking and is what hooks me to the story in the very beginning. And this is another example of them because I think the art style for this webtoon just feels right (laughs) I don't know how else to touch on that without saying like hey it just it just looks good honestly I love the way the author illustrates um, Eden herself she is beautiful and I love the magical aspects of this story it is so unique and I just love Eden she's great character And like I said, it's just an enjoyable story that you get to know characters rather well. You kind of get a gist of who they are with with still some mystery behind it. And I think that's kind of what hooked me to the story in the beginning. I think it was a very wonderful way to add suspense and curiosity to the reader. Because that's what it definitely did to me. I was like, I need to know more. I want to know more. I want to see more of Eden and all of these other characters that have shown up and why she has so much distaste for this particular person that you see at the very end of the first chapter. And if you want to know more about this particular person, I would highly recommend that you go and read Eden's garden because you will not be disappointed. You will be hooked from the first chapter and for sure, You are going to fall in love with the art and the characters and just everything in general. (laughs) So go check out Eden's Garden. All right, so we finally made it to the end of part one of Webtoon series or scratch that webtoon canvas series that you need to check out next. And I am so glad that you guys were able to listen to me just talk about and rave about these amazing webtoon series. I would not recommend them if I didn't like them. And I not only like them, but I love these. (laughs) You will fall in love with these webtoon series. And I think all of them have their beautiful traits, beautiful uniqueness, and just overall complexities that you can find so amazing and enjoyable to read. So I definitely recommend that you go and read any of the webtoon series that I have mentioned and go give your artists, the artists some love because they deserve it because they do a lot of work for us. And I am so thankful for these creators for making such amazing stories for us to enjoy. I know it is not easy to continually update um, web series like these. And I think for them, it is phenomenal that they can be so productive and create such interesting and compelling stories with such beautiful illustrations to boot. This was so fun to do. And I am so thankful that I have able to talk about all of these with you guys. I had so much fun and I cannot wait to talk about more in the future. So, let me know your thoughts and opinions of what we discussed today in this episode by messaging me through either of my social media handles. Both my Twitter and Instagram handles are at TheToonBalloon. I would love to hear from you. Uh, also, definitely tell me any other Webtoons, anime, or manga you are interested in. I may talk about them in future episodes. The Toon Balloon podcast can be listened to on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and more. Now, let's end this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today and taking the time to listen to my humble podcast. I look forward to talking with you again. This is the Toon Balloon podcast. I was your host, Gooby. See you next time.